Teesaw Pop, Season 5, Episode 9. Welcome to Teesaw Pop, the mini podcast for busy teachers. My name is Laura and joining me today to talk about studying a master's degree in Teesaw is Tu Tu Nai. Tu has been teaching English since 2011. She has extensive experience in working with adults, young adults, young learners, government and corporate clients in both online and face-to-face contexts. Previously, she worked for the British Council in Myanmar, but currently she is based in Manchester teaching academic English at a school. She's enthusiastic about leveraging technology to transfer learning and enabling learners to achieve their goals. She also enjoys discussing ELT-related topics with other teachers. On top of that, she just recently finished her Master's in TESOL Educational Technology at the University of Manchester. It's lovely to reconnect to. Thank you so much for your time and welcome to the show. Thank you, Laura, for having me here. In today's episode, we're going to talk about Tu's recent experience in studying a master's degree in TESOL. We're going to talk about what motivated Tu to study a master's, how she chose a course provider, and her experience on the course, as well as what she has planned next in her career. Tu, what motivated you to study a master's degree in TESOL? Well, this might sound strange. I started thinking about it when I was writing the assignments for Delta, actually. Because it was so interesting to read in depth about theories of second language learning and teaching different skills. So it helped me think about why I do what I do in the class. And I wonder how theories and research could inform what I do in the class and vice versa, if if you know what I mean. And I wanted to know more about how I could make decisions in class, which are more evidence informed. And I thought perhaps mm, doing a master's would help me do that. But I didn't act on it straight away. Then COVID happened and we had to teach online. Before that, I've always been interested in using technology in class. And after teaching online and exploring ways to engage learners online, I wanted to explore more about using technology effectively to enhance learning or creating engaging online content. So I began to do some research about different courses I could do. And I found different master's programs related to technology and education. You answered my question, actually, because I was wondering what encouraged you to specify in educational technology. You just answered that because that is oh. uh, that's on your um, degree certificate, right? Would it say like master's in TESOL in... Like, how does it appear on your certificate? On my certificate, it says MATESOL, open bracket, educational technology and close bracket. And that means, I guess, there was obviously then a, a nice combination of the tech in, in the context of your studies, right? In the program I did, I could choose pathways, like TESOL uh, Intercultural Communication, or MATESOL Teachers Education, and MATESOL Educational Technology. And if you choose Technology Pathway, there are certain modules that you have to take as mandatory. So one of the modules, for example, is called language learning and technology, which involve looking at different um, tools and how we can choose them and how we can consider the affordances and constraints of these tools within in my context, for example. You mentioned you obviously had this experience on the Delta. You have this uh, curiosity to study more and learn about technology in education based on your experience uh, pushed by COVID, of course, that pushed us online. 
There are a lot of course providers out there, aren't there? And so many to choose from. So I imagine a lot of our listeners will be wondering, how did you go about choosing the course provider that was right for you? I've always wanted to live and study in the UK at some point in my career. So I mainly focused on course providers in the UK. So of course I use our best friend, Google, to look at some educational technology related courses. And I found a lot of courses in the UK as well, like in different universities. So I read the programs in details on the university websites, and then I narrowed it down to three or four universities, which I could get into. So I read their requirements, and I also look at the university, which have the programs I was looking for, like it has to be education and technology related. And also, I also look at rankings as well. So I look at the universities, which have good rankings. So I ended up looking at University of Bristol, University College London, and the University of Manchester. And after reading the programs and details, so I searched people on LinkedIn who have done these courses. And I send them private messages and ask them about their experiences of um, doing the courses. Um, so they all have positive experiences, actually, about all these courses. So and in the end, it's up to me to decide. The University of Manchester particularly attracted my attention because they've got two programs related to technology and I found their modules very interesting. Uh, the programs, they so one is called MA Digital Technologies Communication and Education and another one is MAT Saw with an Educational Technology Pathway. Another reason why I think Manchester would be a good option is the cost of living as well because I think um, it, um, it would be a lot cheaper to uh, live in compared to Bristol and London. Yeah, and I'd say so too. I think that's a big factor to think about, isn't it? Yeah. So I applied for both programs and then I got into an MAT top program. Uh, so I decided to go to Manchester to do a master's there. It's really interesting to hear how you did like layers of research in a identifying providers that offer the core specialism that you're looking for. And then researching uh, the quality of the courses by looking at rankings. And then the third layer of actually contacting people who've studied to see what their experience was. I think I often do steps one and two, but I'm a little bit anxious to do step number three. But LinkedIn's a good space for that because it is a professional network. So that seems like a good space to kind of ask people about their study experience or career experience, depending on what, what you're researching, right? Yes, it is. And I was very nervous as well because yeah. I feel like it's a bit uh, strange to contact people out that you don't know out of, you know, blue. Like, But it was really nice. Everybody was welcoming and they're, they're very friendly as well to talk about their course experiences. For listeners of this podcast, I imagine a lot of them are going to be wondering about what your experience was like on the course. So you've talked about the experience of researching and the, what motivated you to embark on what is quite a significant investment of time and money, of course, when studying a master's. Could you share a bit about what your experience was on the course, like versus like what you expected versus what you gained from it? It'd be really interesting to hear. Well, overall, it was an enjoyable experience and a great learning experience for me. Although in the beginning, I was a bit frustrated as it was different from courses such as CELTA or, or the Delta, where you got to do something practical straight away. So when I first started the course, I found it a bit too theoretical 
a little bit. And so I was a bit hmm, not sure about the course. But when I actually had to write assignments, I found them very practical. For example, for one of the assignments, I, I had to design and create materials for the particular teaching context and write rationale based on theories and research. So perhaps I was a bit being impatient in the beginning and wanted instant gratification. <laughs> and also it was uh, useful and interesting to go through the research process. Uh, for one of the module uh, called Developing Researcher Competence, we had to actually uh, do the pilot study rather than reading about research methods or the research process. So they were very practical. But what I really like and find useful the most is getting feedback from the tutors after each assignment. They're really constructive and they make me think more deeply about the knowledge I have acquired. And in terms of exploring more about the use of technology, I felt doing the course has allowed me to be up to date with current trends in technology enhanced language learning. For example, my dissertation was on adapting materials to teach speaking in a virtual reality environment. So I found that very interesting. And another thing I like about the course is uh, having an opportunity to talk to people outside of the programs who have been actually doing uh, working in the field. So it was interesting to hear more about their experience and their knowledge as well. Another thing is that I felt I have expanded my knowledge about academic discourse and genre. So now I feel more confident teaching academic English as well. To close then, now that you've graduated, and congratulations on graduating early this week, um, you've finished your studies, you've graduated with your Masters in TESOL, what's next? Well, currently I'm teaching academic English to students who want to pursue undergraduate and postgraduate studies. And I'll be speaking at IA TEFL in Harrogate this year, focusing on my dissertation, which is adapting materials to teach in the virtual reality environment. After that, I think I'll explore more about using technology to help learners in their learning. Then who knows what life will take me next? It's really exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing you in Harrogate. Uh, this, that's Harrogate uh, 2023, the IATAFL conference in April. What's the name of your talk again? So the name of my talk would be um, Adapting Materials to Teach Speaking in Virtual Reality Environment. Do thank you so much for sharing your experience and sharing tips on how to find a course provider and giving insight to what it's like to study a master's in TESOL. I think this will be so helpful for our listeners who are considering taking a similar step in their careers and learning. So thanks again for your time. Thank you again for help, helping me here as well. And you're welcome. <laughs> if you're considering doing a master's in TESOL and would like to ask more about Tu's experience, then of course you can reach out to her on LinkedIn and I'll hyperlink her name on the website as usual so you can contact her. If you have a question that you'd like us to answer or like to, you have a topic that you'd like to pitch for an episode, then you can contact us on Instagram, Facebook or the website tesolpop.com. Finally, you can support the work we do at TESOL Pop by leaving a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts, sharing TESOL Pop content with your teaching community, or even by sponsoring our coffee break at ko forward slash TESOL Pop. Mm-hmm.